0: Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message Hey, folks, welcome again to another Wednesday night. I'm glad you could tune in tonight. Trust you're doing well. You know, I want to talk to you a little bit tonight about a little different, a few different things. but I want to talk to you about how God is moving on the Earth today. Uh, there's revival breaking out. We hear uh, just recently heard of down at Ashbury College uh, in Kentucky uh, uh, that it's uh, another revival breaking out down there. but you know, I, I'm, I'm convinced that as it gets darker in our nation in our world, that God's light is going to shine. We had a tremendous service on Sunday here at, at, at uh, Living Word. And the Spirit of God moved mightily and, and spoke to people and refreshed us and, and I and I know he's wanting to do that. How many of you know he's always wanting to do something good for us? <laughs> That's his nature. And uh, he but we have to pursue him and and pursue his presence because we need to live in his presence. You know, Moses said when he uh, he was God was gonna go on down and, and, and uh leave them and leave and Moses said if you if we can't go with, if your presence doesn't go with you we're not going and other with us we're not going. So we have to live in his presence. But I'm going to talk to you tonight about a message that I brought actually about this time last year and it helps I think it'll help you help me it helps me to get in on line with what God wants and it's over in Ephesians chapter 5 how we're to walk this life. Listen, it's so important that we walk uh uh in this this day and hour, with our eyes strictly stayed upon Him, our thoughts and our mind uh, clear of all the all the stuff that's going on in the world. We, we can you imagine what's happened in the last couple of years of, in our nation? How woke and how crazy it's become? Well, I have to tell you. Uh, if we're not careful, we can fall into that ourselves. But we're not to be afraid. We're, we're placed here for such a time as this. God has called us to be the light in the darkness. And in order to be the light in the darkness, we have to walk cer- certain ways, we have to live certain ways, we have to pursue His presence. And if you don't, you're not going to have that uh, move of the Spirit in your life. And, and, and so we, we expect those things. We want to expect greater things from what we know. We don't want to get stuck. <laughs> it's so easy to get stuck in, in, uh, in legalism or religion or whatever. We want to be flowing with the Spirit of God. We want to be in that flow, the flow that he has going on today. And so I want to talk to you about Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15. And he's, Paul's giving instructions to the Ephesian church and he's telling them how to walk your life. Now he says right in the first, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Can you say that, that you know they are? So let's, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, which is a dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. You know, and throughout the New Testament, they were continually refilled and filled again with the Spirit of God we we should do no less we should seek the things of god to be filled refilled all the time because we're we're fighting an enemy that listen well he's he's yeah he's already defeated but you know what He's still defeating a lot of people, even Christians. So we need to be filled, overflowing, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. So, what's the message? The message is, here's how you walk. You walk circumspectly. That means walk carefully looking around, guarding your heart, guarding your mind, being being aware of what's going on in the world today because we we, 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 uh, we have an enemy, a foe that is is a master deceiver. And Jesus said over in Matthew 24, one of the first things he said when he gave what would be like in the end days, the end times, he said, take heed to yourself that you not be deceived. This is, we live in a world so, so full of deception now, the things that are happening and, we're, and people are being deceived by, by uh, media outlets and politicians and, and so forth. And, and if we're not careful, we can fall into fear, but we need to walk carefully, circumspectly, watching what we do, watching where we go, how we, who we hang out with, what we're hearing, what we're seeing. Because if we don't, we can be, fall into a trap. And if we're not careful, uh, we'll get off course. And we don't wanna get off course in this day and this hour. We wanna stay right in the place that God has placed us going forward because he's called us all for such a time as this to be a light, to be a light. When when there's so dark around us, we can be, uh, uh, an answer to somebody else's problem, somebody else's heartache, somebody else's trouble. So we need to understand that. So we, what do we do? We're to redeem the time. How are we to walk? We're to redeem the time. God expects us to walk a certain way. Now there's, we've talked about this before. There's two different kinds of people, even in the Christian community. One is foolish and unwise. The other is, is uh, careful, walks with wisdom, and, and, uh, and watches what they do. And so the foolish one is, is the one that's careless. Eh, what will be will be. I don't do what I want to do. How many of you ever fallen into that trap? Somebody's giving you good counsel. I remember growing up, how many, <laughs> didn't always want to listen to mom and dad. Usually got in trouble when I didn't because they, they had been through some things. They knew some things. Well, how many of you know the, uh, the spirit of God knows everything? And he knows when he gives you direction from his word, then we're to, we're to follow that in order to live a life that's pleasing, not only unto him, but unto ourselves. Amen? Uh, we talk about things uh, 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 acceptable to God. Well, what is acceptable to God? When we, when we do what we, he asks us to do, it's important that we walk that way. Redeeming the time. Oh my goodness, Is a time. Time is, is getting away. Time is moving on. Redeeming the opportunities that God gives us. How many of you know we talked about that in prayer meetings, uh, both the men's prayer and the and, and, uh, Monday night prayer. And we're talking about getting the opportunities that we have. Don't, don't forsake the opportunities. You know, over in Galatians five sixteen, this is the wise person thinking, uh, let me turn to that real quick. We're just real close there. Ephesians five sixteen, it says, um, let me, I say, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. That's the way we're supposed to walk, in the spirit, in the things of God, moving uh, with the spirit of God. Listen, every one of us has the opportunity and the ability to walk in the spirit. As Paul's, Paul's saying that to this Galatians, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the the lust of the flesh. Our flesh has always wanted to do what the flesh has always done. It wants to have its own way, doesn't it? Over in Ephesians chapter four, uh, in verse one, it says this, and I'll get there in a second, but it says, therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you to walk worthy of the calling to which you were called. How many of you been uh, know that you're called for for doing a will, the will of God in this life? You know, you say, uh, 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 I'm not called to be a preacher. Well, you are. We're called to be uh, have the ministry of reconciliation. God has called us, every one of us. Now, does that mean we stand behind a pulpit uh, on a Sunday morning? No, not necessarily, but we have a pulpit wherever we go. We're to stand up for the things of Christ wherever we go. We have a calling on our life. Amen? So we have to walk worthy of that calling. How do we do that? By uh, by walking circumspectly, watching what we do and redeeming the time. Now, let me go on to another. Redeeming the time, to what? To live righteously and godly. Isn't that, boy, that's a, a novel thing today, isn't it? Uh, I don't want to, I'm not putting any aspersions on any any, any net, uh, church or any uh, denomination, but listen, there are denominations out there doing, Uh, weird things, not walking godly, not walking uh, uh, righteously. They're allowing things into the congregation is uh, wrong. And we just need to know that. And we need to confront that whenever we we have opportunity. But uh, we're to witness and share. How many of you know we have that opportunity to witness and share? Wherever we go, we've been talking about that. We're to look like us and act like him. That means Jesus, wherever he went, he drew a crowd, didn't he? amen amen and we're the witness what are we the witness of what god has done for us through christ jesus it's right here in the book christ died for us we should know that we should live that way amen we should be diligent in all that we do we talked about having a passion uh you know we talked about over in colossians i think i had that scripture written down again whatever you do do it heartily as unto the lord we ought to be diligent about everything we do. We ought to have a, a passion about everything we do. Uh, set an example. Everything about setting an example. We, we, you know, I, I've thought about this. Somebody's always taking a look at what we're doing. There's always somebody observing what we're doing, whether we're here at the church or, or uh, at home or on the job or, or, or in the, in, just out in the public in general. And, and so we have to, uh, we, we need to act a certain way and walk a certain way and be a certain way. And so we need to be an example to people, be faithful and, and to God and to family. How many of you know that's a novel idea to be faithful with in an unfaithful world, we can be faithful. Listen, it's not easy always to be, uh, to be faithful, but God was faithful so we can be faithful. Amen. Amen, be faithful to your wife or your husband or your children or your grandchildren. Be, 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 leave a legacy that says, hey, they were there and they did right. Were they perfect? No, but they did right. And they were always there to help us. And, and so speak up for Christ. Speak up. How many of you know we have a voice and we should be speaking up what Jesus has done for us. I am so thankful that he died for me. I hope you are. And, and we need to make it real on a regular basis. We need to say, uh, bring into remembrance what he has done. Re- begin to recall the, the times that he's helped us through sit, uh, dire situations and, and troubled times and and begin to recall those. But also recall when, he, when you accepted him as your savior and remember that he died for you. He, you know, he died for the whole world, but he died for you individually. I always have to put that in perspective in first person sometimes lord i thank you (laughs) i know you died for the whole world because the word says you did but i thank you you died for me you died for me i was on my way to somewhere i didn't really want to go if i really thought about it No, most people don't when they think about it but we're not all going to heaven unless we know jesus christ so you think about lord i'm so thankful i'm so thankful that you interrupted my life (laughs) That's what he does. He intercepts us, you know. It's like, it's like uh, the football games, you know. You watch a football game and a guy throws a pass and, and it's intercepted. In other words, it, it takes you back the other way. It takes you, gets you on the right track. Well, that's what he did with us. We were going down the wrong path and he intercepted us and turned our lives around when we accept him. Amen? So we have to redeem that time because the opportunities <laughs> will fade away. How many of you know that? Opportunities are going to be gone. We've got to ask the Lord for opportunities, and then we've got to follow up with them. Uh, those opportunities to witness will be gone someday. Opportunities to, the, the, to uh, show diligence and, and be the kind of person God wants to speak up. The opportunity to love somebody and love people and love God and, and love ourselves and, and be able to in, and, and invite them into a place into the kingdom where there is great, great. <laughs> oh my goodness. There's great victory. There's great uh, the, uh, presence of the Lord. There's everything we would ever need is in, in the presence of, of the Lord into the kingdom. Opportunities will pass the minister. Listen, we're all called to do certain things. We're all being called with the Great Commission. You ought to go back and read that, Mark 16, and tells us what we should do. But you know, in that Mark 16 commission, it says we can lay hands on the sick. We can give people an encouraging word. We can, we can uh, uh, be there for people when they're going through hard places. And we can minister to them. You ever think of yourself as a minister? Well, you know, it's not just, oh, our, our minister, he's such a nice guy. No, we're all to be ministers. We're all to be ministers of the cross and of the goodness and the love of God. Opportunities to pray for others and pray, you know, and lead people in prayer. You say, well, I can't do that. Yeah, you can. Open your mouth and begin to thank God for what he's done and praise him for what he's Opportunities to give. Give of yourself. Give of your time. Give of your resources. Give of your material goods. Give of yourself is so important, you know, I mean. That's, that to me is, is one of the greatest things you can do because the scripture says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Wow, you can't, you know, have you ever have you ever given somebody something that when they really needed help and didn't expect anything in return, and maybe doesn't even tell them who, where it came from, but you give it and you feel so good because it meets the need of somebody. That is a great feeling. So, and then it goes on to say, let's go back and read, in, in Ephesians chapter five. What, what are we to do? And it's in Ephesians chapter five, it says, and therefore do not be unwise after we redeeming the time, take opportunity to redeem the time. Don't be unwise, uh, but understand what the will of the Lord is. How many of you know where to understand what the will of the, God's will is? We need to know that. People say, well, I don't know what his will is. Read the book, read the book. Because the book has the answers to all of that. You know, there's like seven thousand promises in the in the, in the Bible. I've, I've heard that said. I didn't write, uh, read them all or or uh, copy them all down or something. But I've heard it said, and I, and I have to believe it. But they're conditional. They're conditional. Uh, we if we want to know the will of God, uh, Romans 12:2 is a is a is a good one. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed into the person that God wants you to be, into the image of, of our Savior, and it says uh, and that you might go on and prove the perfect will of God, amen, uh, uh, paraphrasing that, but that's what it means. You, you can find out by renewing your mind to what the Word of God says. Amen? I used to be a sinner. I'm no longer a sinner. Doesn't mean I never sinned. No, but I am not. I don't have a sin nature because it's been wiped away by what Jesus Christ has done. So I'm not going around saying, oh, I'm an old sinner saved by grace. No, I'm saying I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, by Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus, and in Christ Jesus, because that's what the book says. And if we have to God's word. let God's word be true and everything else a lie that doesn't come... It doesn't line up with it. Amen? Amen. It goes on to say, and do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Well, two things here. Don't get drunk with caught up with the things of the world. It's so easy to get in. You're reading the news. You got uh, looped uh, uh, things over and over and over. You got your television set to, to, maybe maybe it's a more conservative network, but yet it's going over and over and over. And you get drunk with the things of going on today. We can't be doing that. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Overflow, because out if you want if you want to be able to be ministered to others and and help other people, you got to be filled with the Spirit. It's out of your belly should flow rivers of living water. It can't flow out if you don't have put anything, if you don't stir it up inside and let it flow out of you. So we have to do those things. Be not drunk with wine. What's that? Cares and worries and fears. Don't be intoxicated, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, over again, it goes on to say. What's it do? Spirit-filled pe- a person has it. A, a spirit, a singing spirit. What are we supposed to do? You know, we talked about this. We talked about this uh, at, before at, at, at different meetings. But we're all to be singing. It says right here, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Amen? Ever have a a song to the Lord? You ever, you know, uh, it's not that we're great singers or you don't have to be a great singer. It's the heart. It's all about your heart. Singing in the shower, singing in your car, singing while uh, while you're working. You know, the old saying is you whistle while you work. Well, you can sing while you work. Lord, I thank you and praise you. You can just thank him for all the good things he's done for you. Every day, do that. What cause, what will it do? You're, it'll fill you, overflowing in this, your spirit. We find that over in Acts chapter 16 when Paul and Silas were in the, the pit. What did they do? They could have complained. They could have got upset. They could have got aggravated. But no, they, they chose to sing hymns and psalms. And they, they, the people heard them. And the place was, they were delivered from that place. A mighty earthquake opened the, the, the prison doors. And then out, out of that, a whole family got into guard and the garden, the whole family, his whole family got saved. So we can do that. And we can also in First Corinthians 14, 15, it says, Paul said, I sing, I pray with the spirit and I sing with the spirit. That's why it's important to be baptized in the spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You can sing in the spirit. Hallelujah. What a great thing to do. We do that often in, in some of our prayer meetings. And it, it's just a blessing because it ushers in the very presence of God. Amen? Amen. Psalm 81.1 says, sing aloud to God. You ever sing aloud to God? Not just, well, I ain't good at that and I don't want to do that. You know, it's just like coming to church and you sit there like a bump on a log. You ought to be so, uh, uh, I don't even know the words. You ought to be so excited, I guess is the word, about what he's done for you that you get to come and be with other Christians praising his name, glorifying his name. That's what we ought to do. Uh, Psalm 95, 1 through 3, it has a a, a verse I want to go to real quick. Uh, We're short on time, but I'm going to get some of this in. Psalm 95 um, is throughout the Psalms. You can go throughout the Psalms, just read those and begin to sing those to yourself. Amen? Amen. And and Psalm 95, 1, it says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Wow, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. We ought to be able to do that. It goes right into the next point. We ought to have a thankful spirit. Somebody is spirit-filled. You can tell when a person's spirit-filled because they have a thankful spirit. Colossians uh, 3.17, there it is, one of the pra- passion principle. Whatever you do <laughs> in word of deed, do it all as unto the Lord, giving thanks always. You ever think about giving thanks always? That would be our theme. We're giving thanks always. God, I know everything isn't going perfect here, but I thank you that I'm saved on my way to heaven. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything, it says, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you and me. Give thanks, amen? Spiritful, spirit-filled person has a submissive and respectful spirit. Respectful, do you ever think about that? Respect for one another, respect for the presence of God. It doesn't have a spirit of criticism. Let me read some of these. Dissension, envy, divisiveness. Man, you know, that can come right into church if you're not careful. Selfishness. And so we, we need to have that. And in, in Philippians chapter two, let me turn to that. A spirit-filled church going out of our way to minister and serve one another and, and, and the lost. Amen? Uh, Colossians chapter 2. Let me find that real quick. Verse 3 and 4 says, I think, no, no, I said Colossians, it's Philippians. That helps when you read the right scripture. There it is. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out, not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. And then he goes on to say, uh, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That was the mind of Christ right there. Always had an interest for us, didn't he? So we had to have that kind of spirit, amen? So it's important, walk in humility, trust God, seek God, have a passion for the things of God. And guess what? I believe we'll be revived. Will you not revive us again, O Lord? I believe he's wanting to, but we have to do certain things. You know, the Bible is full of promises. As I said, 7,000, they say. But every one of them is conditional. If, the biggest word in the Bible, if, to me, is... IF. If you do this, this will be the result. If you don't, this will be the result. So we want to do what's pleasing in God's sight. Amen. So we come hard after him. We seek him hard after him. We have a passion for his word, passion for his presence. And when we do, we'll begin to reap the benefits of those things. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the opportunity we have to to be a part of the body of Christ in this day and this hour. You've called us all for a t- such a time as this. May we be a person of uh, of the Spirit, a person of prayer, a person of ministering to others and doing the will of God, which is the most important thing we can do in this life. So when we get to stand before you, we'll have a very good feeling about what we've done. And not only that, but you will tell us well done. So we look for those, uh, those words, but we also look for the opportunities we have in this life to redeem the time, walk in the presence of God, and see the glory of God in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Been good to be with you. See you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.